0: Hi, I'm Peyton. And I'm Sydney. And let's get booked up. Let's get booked up. Okay, Peyton. How many books did you read this month? I read one, two, three, four, five. I read five books this month. How many books did you read this month? Seven. Nice. This month being uh January of twenty twenty three. All right, Sydney, what did you read this month and finish, right? Like, this is, like, books we read and yeah. finished. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What did you read this month? Let's hear a couple thoughts. Star review, obviously. Maybe if it was spicy or not. I Let's hear that. Okay. So, I'm going to do them in order of whenever I read them, because that's how I have them in my journal. So, first, I did Below Zero, which I feel like is kind of cheating, because it's a novella. And I started it on... December 31st and I ended it like literally 8 a.m January 1st so I feel bad about counting that one but StoryGraph counted <laughs> it so that's where we're at so it's by Allie Hazelwood it's one of those just like light rom-coms I gave it a two oh. and a half it's about two NASA scientists that like have a backstory and hook up and like he saves her from like being stuck in like a glacier hole thing in Switzerland it's wild but I gave it two oh. and a half stars because it could have been a whole book. I wish it wasn't a novella because I wanted to know more. It was like just too fast and not enough. It could have been better. Okay. Number Mm, two is Wild that I talked about last time by Cheryl Strayed. It's nonfiction about a girl who like throws away her whole life basically because she kind of sucks, which is Cheryl. Sorry, Cheryl, you kind of sucked. And then she hiked the PCT with like no preparation, which was super cool. I gave it a four because I has lots of like fun little tidbits and like I like hiking and camping. So I was like, "Ooh, kernels of knowledge, like some fun insights. But it was hard to get through. I think the only way I could get through it is if I listened to it. I think it'd be a good listen. And I read okay. it in like two or three days, but it's just because... Oh, I yeah, had nice. started it so many times and not finished it. I was like, this time? Like, really trying to finish it. It's like, if I read it too slow, then I'll leave it. I just won't. <laughs> All right. So next up is King's Cage, which was the third book in the Red Queen series. The one that I recommended last podcast. Mm-hmm. Good fantasy dystopian YA vibes. Oh, yeah. It I got the Red Queen on Libby. It is very good. I gave King's Cage, which is the third one, five stars. Wow. It's great. Um, this Chris. one was the first one that I think they used multiple POVs. And it was really cool because you got to see, like, so many different perspectives. Like, the people that you thought were the bad guys, you got to see, like, oh, like, they're just as stuck as the main character. And, like, all these things. It was super cool. And lots, lots of growth. Except okay. for in the main love interest, he had zero growth. That was my down. <laughs> <laughs> the whole oh. thing i was like like how did everyone else get so amazing and then main main love interest just like locked mm, yikes so that was a downer but my next book is logging off by nick spaulding it's kind of like a contemporary vibe i gave it two and a half stars it's about a middle-aged guy who has like explosive ibs and migraines and lockjaw And no social life. And he goes to the doctor because he's like, I'm dying. Like I have cholera. Like something is wrong with me. And his doctor is like, uh, no, sir, you have stress. And also you spend way too much time on your phone. Like he was like logging his poops. Like he lived his whole life online. No. In this book, this man is a hot mess. And so he goes on like a tech like detox. So basically he can only use the internet for work. And then he uses like a landline to call people honestly the writing is super cheesy and <laughs> all of the characters are super cringy but I highlighted so many things like there were so many highlightable moments that were like really profound and made me be like "Ooh, do I spend too much time online so it was between like funny and profound but also like the plot honestly was nothing but it was it was fine it was like my nighttime read you know what I mean that's interesting next up I have Warstorm, which was the last one in the Red Queen series and I gave it a four and a half um the fantasy series and all was amazing um this book was great because you got to see like the other nations more in like the fantasy kingdom world which is cool but the love story just made me tired that's why mm, I didn't get five yeah. because you know that lack of self-growth from mm, yeah the guy before he he kind of he kind of got better but then like maybe not it was a hot mess Hot mess express. Then, of course, I read Daughter of No Worlds, which we'll talk about later. And last up, I finally finished listening to From Blood and Ash, Ooh, which got four hot peppers on yeah, the Steam yeah. and three stars. Because oh. I think if I was reading it, I would have just been like, "What?" But listening to it, I'm pretty sure I gave that book one star. Like the plot itself was pretty slow and so plot sensible. itself is non-existent yeah like <laughs> i knew from as soon as hawk walked in that he's the bad guy or he's supposed to be the bad guy right yeah you just get those vibes and if you don't you don't read enough fantasy and then whenever poppy's just sitting here like i don't understand Ugh. like how could this be i'm like you are stupid like how did you not connect these dots how did you not know that he was the dark one as soon as he said he was an atlantean are you not catching the drift here but I'm listening to the second one only because, like, the last line of Blood and Ash is like, "Oh, she's a, it's be my wife or, or whatever." Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The drama. I think I read the first three books of that series. Maybe I never finished the third one, but I did get. I'm not kidding. Also, I was halfway through the third book when I realized, "Oh my god, they're vampires!" Yeah, like <laughs> it took. Why me way are we giving vampires long. different names? <laughs> it took me way too long. I was like, "Wait a minute." And the woven are obviously werewolves, right? Yes. Like, like Twilight yes. vibe werewolves because they turn into I, actual beasts. Yes. I it took me way too long to realize that though, <laughs> but I think that speaks more to her crappy writing than to my brain. Yeah, like the spicy scenes were good. That was that was a spicy book. It was, and that was the one that I was listening to at the gym, and I was like, oh, 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 oh mm, nope. All right. So those were my books this month. What about you, P? I read Daughter of No Worlds, of course, and we'll get to that later. Um, I also read this book of um poems. It's a fiction book. It's just like written in poetry form, but it's called Other Words for Home, and it's a it's a book for kids. But it was really good because it was about this girl Jude who has to leave Syria because she lives in Syria during the civil war that they had in like 2015 ish, and she has to leave and she comes to visit her uncle in America and it's just really good because it's about like finding yourself. Um, the theme is kind of like you know family is really important and you can't give up on your family. Um, but it was really it was really good. It was very sweet and heartwarming, bittersweet. Oh, nice. I think. Yeah, it was it was cute. It was our. It was kind of cozy. It was kind of, and it was. I usually am not a poetry person, but we just did a poetry unit, so I had to read it. That was our read aloud. Um, I would read it again to my kids next year too. Next up, I read Bloodmarked, which I think I talked about last episode too, because I had just started it at the new year. But it's the second book in the Legendborn cycle, which makes oh me your King because... Arthur series. Oh yeah um it was good it wasn't as good as the first one this one I kind of was getting frustrated at a few um relationship things that the author did but it was good it was really really good I think this author is really good at world building how many stars did you give it I gave it 4.25 stars and I think I gave the first one in the series five stars so it was still really good yeah, it was still really good. It just wasn't, I liked the first one better. Um, but it was really good. And it's called The Legendborn Cycle, which makes me nervous because that means it could have like three books or like seven books. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. I also read The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. And oh my gosh, coziest, cutest, like most fun, witchiest book I've ever read. It was so good. It gave that five stars. It was, just adorable. My friend Nikki recommended it to me. It was her favorite book last year, I think. And it was it was just adorable. It was so cute. It was really fast, a very fast read. So that was good. Okay. My next one was my last one, actually, was Salt to the Sea by Ruda Sepetis. And this book was it was a, a historical fiction book and it was set in World War II and it has four different narrators and it has a unreliable narrator which i never knew how much i love that trope but it was so good it I was like so that. it was awesome oh my gosh if you like historical fiction you would love this book it was a young adult book but i think it was really powerful and i like how it didn't romanticize you know anything about the right. tragedies that happened. It's young adult, but it was still so real. Were your four narrators like all Jewish, like all German? Were they all- They were all different. We had, let's see, we had a German narrator who was the unreliable, creepy, weird narrator. Halfway through the book, you start- well, not even halfway through the book. At some point in the book, you start to get the vibe that, oh my gosh, something is not right with him. Um, German narrator, I think another German narrator- There was a Polish narrator, and there was a Lithuanian narrator as well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that was all my January books. Oh, I think I did. I say it. I gave that one five stars. Salt to the Sea, five stars. Straight up. Like you had a lot of good books this month. You had a lot, like two or three five stars, or two five stars, one four star. I don't know if I'm just being generous because it's January it's the first of the year but I started off strong I love that yeah Meanwhile, you know, I think oh gosh my poor little notebook I think I only had one five star maybe a couple in the fours dang yeah and I'm kind of stingy with five stars so maybe I don't know what it is I'm getting soft maybe these maybe. books were good gotta keep keeping with those authors or maybe the genre Maybe you're a witchy historical fiction gal. Uh, Apparently. Who would have thought? Not me. (laughs) And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk about the books that we are currently reading, aka in the middle of, aka maybe have just started. I don't know. And Sydney's up. So I'm currently reading still um, Game of Thrones. I am all of 120 pages in. We oh, that's consuming. good. Oh, I'm proud. I'm proud of you. No, I'm proud uh, of you. It's an 800 page book. I know. <laughs> the characters' ages are giving me the ick. Oh, the changing point of views between like eight different people makes me tired. Oh my god. Every chapter is a different person, and like you know how? Oh gosh, *Heres of Olympus* is like that. Yeah. But it's like three people. This one is like eight. And I get it because, like, if you've seen the show, there are so many different storylines. Yeah. But can we not have like maybe three omnipotent narrators? Like, (laughs) now in King's Landing, here's what's new. I like, there's just too many, I'm in too many brains. (laughs) But But I, I, yeah. No, I can see that being that many people that can get confusing. I'm going to finish it still, but it's tiring. No, I'm proud of you. I still haven't started it, and I said I was going to, so. You have time. It's 800 pages. I mean, come on. Yeah, I have the entire year. I gave myself the whole year, so. Yep, you got it. Um, and Next up for my audiobook, I am doing Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, which is the second book in the From Blood and Ash series. Already lots of sex. We love a fake marriage trope, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Chaotic. It is. And like Poppy is continuing to be stupid. Like, why would he want to fake marry me whenever he hates me? And it's like, are you dumb? Yeah, she is stupid. I guess she hasn't ever had a friend or a boyfriend, but like, yeah, I guess she's a little sheltered. But oh, this girl's stupid. Also, Huck or Castile, whatever you want to call him, sounds like he's great at the doom. So, like, why are you asking questions? Just just let let marry the guy. Also, your whole life's been a lie. Might as well just jump into a new new relationship. I guess that's why she has trust issues. I don't blame her. Well, probably. <laughs> so I started that. And then, like, two or three days ago, I started a book series that my mom gave me for Christmas. And it's called My Life as a White Trash Zombie. Hmm. I'm not super far into it, but I'm super intrigued. Like, this girl... I guess was like strung out on drugs, like quote unquote white trash vibes. And she stormed out of a bar because her and her boyfriend had this fight. And then she remembers like a car wreck. And she remembers that like her like thigh bone was like sticking out of her leg and that she had like this giant cut in her tummy, like all these yucky things. And then she woke up at the hospital, totally fine. And the people at the hospital were like, hey, you overdosed. You were on a million drugs. What the heck? And she was like, uh, I was like dying. Like I had open wounds and they're like no you didn't. Super weird. And she also showed up with no clothes on which is wild. But then someone dropped off this like bag of clothes like anonymously at the ER for her and it had clothes and a uniform and then a card that said like hey show up at the coroner's office you have a job now be there at nine. And it's like bringing dead bodies to the morgue and like doing the autopsies and stuff and they gave her like (laughs) that a sounds six... exactly like that sounds exactly like iZombie it might have been based off of it or like iZombie might have been based off of the series um but in the bag is like a six pack of basically like we know it's about a zombie so it's a six pack of like blood and guts and whatever for her to drink and it's just like I'm not super far into it but I'm intrigued and it seems light-hearted like a quick nice read are you looking it up I am. I'm so curious. That sounds exactly like iZombie. I don't remember how she became a zombie, but I know she worked in the morgue. Seems like a good way to get brains, you know? Yeah. iZombie was originally a comic. Oh, called, that's interesting anyways. Called iZombie. They're two really? really different things, but they are exactly the same. Oh my gosh. Okay, apparently it's like common knowledge that iZombie ripped off the book series. Ooh, the drama! Dang. I mean, the OG Eye Zombie, and I didn't even know it. So yeah, that's all my currently readings. Sorry that iZombie Zombie ripped off my life as a white trash zombie. What about you, Peyton? Right now, I'm in the middle of three books. I'm reading *Rule of Wolves*, which is the second book in the *King of Scars* duology, which is part of *Labor Dugo's Grisha* verse, which is literally the best thing on the planet. I've been obsessed since I read those books a couple years ago, and I'm still obsessed. King of Scars, for some reason, slow, hard for me to get into. I don't know why. I love Nikolai. He's my favorite character. I don't know why it was so hard for me to get through, but Rule of Wolves, I'm eating that up. Oh my God. It's so good. I'm also reading The Monarchs, which I think I was still reading last um, month, but I kind of have been putting it off a little bit. It's not as action-packed as my other books are, but I still like that book. So I'm Still reading that, and then I'm also still reading a man called last podcast. I think I called him Ove, and I have been informed by one of my friends and co-workers that it is Ave. A man called Ave. Am I illiterate? Maybe. You learned American phonetics. I did. I did. Exactly. So it's it's fine. But now but I've not, been informed it's Ave. Not illiterate, just uncultured. Ooh, is that any better? stereotypical American don't know but it's really good (laughs) I'm excited to watch the movie that they did Americanize and it's a man called Otto with Tom Hanks I'm really excited to watch that but I did finally see a sign for it so okay like oh there you go I have heard of it and I also saw a really good book review of it so I might need to put it on my list I'm excited about that I really like it right now because it's just like he's living his normal life, and you see his entire thought process when he's like thinking to himself. And I'm just like so entertained by it. It's adorable. It's really cute. So Aww. loving that right now. But those are the three books that I am currently reading. All right. Awesome. Now it's time to switch over to our buddy read review. Ready for the controversy? I am ready to talk about Daughter of No Worlds. So ready. So, plot twist, me, Sydney, I kind of liked it, but um, Peyton did not. I did not. Well, uh, it's complicated. Okay, how many stars did you give this book, Sydney? I'm embarrassed to tell you. You go first. Well, I literally already saw it on the story graph. (laughs) I gave it a 4.25. She gave it a 4.25. I gave it a 2.75. It sounds extreme, but it's really only 1.25 different. That math is actually probably wrong. Um, I don't know. No. No. Wait. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. But that means you liked it. 4.25 means you liked it. I did. But I think I looked at it through the lens of let me preface this with my brain has been struggling. I got pooped on at work last week and I got thrown up on this week. So just know that I'm not living my best life right now. I'm relating to these poor characters, bad mental health, and Peyton is a English teacher. So I'm looking at it through mental illness plot like or character relations and Peyton's looking at it through this writing is shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so we did a buddy read on Storygraph, and some of the comments were just hilarious. We both made the comment. Um, I think last podcast, we talked about the character Max Antarius, and we both said, oh, please, please, please go by Max, because I can't go around just calling you Max Antarius. And it's too we found long. Out, it is long. We found out. Thank God he does go by Max. So we were happy about that. That was the good moment in our buddy read that was amazing we agreed at that very I... moment and you can see both of us like almost within the exact same page commented yes Thank it was god it was it was pretty funny i just don't understand how homegirl like i still don't understand what happened with her family and her mother her mother was just like oh yeah you get spoilers for this book obviously i obviously Obviously. we finished it like we finished the book spoilers obviously so if you haven't finished it or you haven't read it and you want to don't listen to this part unless Um, you like spoiling it for yourself I Hmm? I guess I do that sometimes uh, and I don't I don't want to deter anyone from reading it if you want to read it you should read it there were parts that I enjoyed few parts I enjoyed but still I obviously enjoyed it I just don't understand her mom was like yeah take my daughter like you can sell her as a slave go for it. I literally put like a question mark on my tab for this part that said like they could have explained this better because later on in the book Mm -hmm. she goes back and is like my whole family went to the mines and that's like a death sentence so I guess her mom was looking at it like hey at least you'll get the chance to live but here take my whatever 12 year old 10 year old and rape her that's essentially what they were going to do what they did do right? Trigger warnings yeah Mm -hmm. trigger warnings for all the things yeah and so I guess her mom was like maybe you can get out of this and live but like do you want to live like that I guess but I don't like I just don't understand what her whole I'm sorry I don't understand what her whole vendetta was for obviously I get it she wanted to free the slaves she wanted to do that but I don't I didn't really get it I felt like it wasn't communicated very well no I don't know and to be fair, like, she cared about the slaves, but she mostly cared about her friend. And this all could have been circumvented if her friend just escaped with her. Why did he stay? Oh, Cyril? Yeah, he should have just... Well, I get why he stayed, because um, if they both fled, it would have been obvious that one of them killed Esmaris. Uh, but they would, but have, they would been have been gone, gone in a different country. I think it would have been fine. They should have just went. I think so too. And I mean, he turned out fine. Like he, she got back to him. So like, everything's okay. Can we talk about how her whole journey to Ara or Ara, the other nation kind of glossed over because again, whenever you're reading that part of the story, it's like, boom, done. But then later on, they talk about how it's a week's long boat ride. Exactly, and she said I was on the verge of death. Whatever, like it was the hardest thing I ever did. I don't know, like yeah, she was on the brink of death. She was about to die. I'm like, when? I don't remember that part. What are you talking about? Like, it was I like, get it. You just transported. <laughs> I get that not a lot can happen on a boat, but give it more than like one page. If it's a weeks long journey, highlight it a little bit. Yep, I don't have some like I mean, shit, life of pie is all on one boat. It's a whole big old book. I'm going to say the same thing about their relationship, though. It said, you know, six months have gone by, and, you know, she was talking about how she knows how he's his tea and all of these things. And I said, well, I don't. You just skipped right over all of that important relationship building stuff. I don't see how you guys have a relationship. I don't know what you're talking about. I wish that she had highlighted those cute, important things that she picked up on. Because obviously there was a building of relationship, but we didn't get to see it. No, it was like fast forward. For how, like, low-key slow the plot is it jumps time really fast it jumps like the parts I actually would have liked to see all the little things that like make a book better and maybe like this is a self-published book we found out today oh (laughs) this day is self-published so was from blood and ash when it first came out so Mm. no wonder it's so spicy Mm, and also why the plot is so questionable the plot is so invisible (laughs) also their training. I could not get over the fact that every time they talked about how they were training for war or whatever, um, they were like, "We practice the movements until our bodies memorized it." And I'm like, "I don't think this is how training for a battle works. I don't think that's how learning. I don't. I don't think so." And I'm at the gym this morning, and I was doing the shoulder press. Okay, and I, you know, and I keep doing the movement over and over again, and I stopped, and I just started laughing. <laughs> and did your body memorize the movement are you ready for war that's exactly that's exactly why I was laughing I said this is what this is so stupid this is what they were doing I guess they just went to the 24-hour fitness and did the machines I was thinking about what? that today because I was like I don't know about her obviously like she talks about not being coordinated because she says she can't dance but she can like memorize the brute or force because yeah. of like oh. yeah the memory yeah. and whatever and so I was thinking about while well, we were doing cable machine today at the gym, and I was like, "These are so awkward. Like I'm so uncoordinated. Like I literally can't even do a heavy weight that, like, mo- like makes my muscles hurt because I don't even know how to move my body. <laughs> so I don't understand how she's just like got it. Also, when and why they I- were in the they were in the water, the ocean or whatever, and she made a fart joke. I literally highlighted it. <laughs> I highlighted it. Not going to lie, the fact that they kept saying ascended, like ascended above, kept throwing me off because I was reading from, blood or listening to from Blood and Ash. And I was like, oh, That's the thing ascended. in that, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, They're the bad guys. Yeah, that's right. It was tripping me out. That's probably confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think the magic system, I didn't understand it, and... I like a lot of good, solid world building. You know, like Leigh Bardugo, she kills it with the world building. And this just kind of felt like there were holes everywhere and I didn't understand it. You know what? You should just do every single fantasy book ever. What you should just do, map. First page, map. There should always be a map. I don't know where we are. If we're going to cross an ocean and we're going to see multiple countries, give me a map. I'm a visual learner. I want to know where the capital is. I want to know where Threl is. Also, with the name Threl, did you think of Ella Enchanted? Ella of Threl? Oh, I didn't, but that does sound similar. Oh, I love Ella Enchanted. Right? Oh my gosh. Well, that's all my complaints about the book, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I do like grumpy sunshine vibes. She's not super sunshine, but she's like fake sunshine. Like I'm pushing through it. But she's, I mean, she's hopeful. I think she's optimistic about what she's going to do, you know. Definitely. And he's already been burnt out by the order. So I get that. And when the whole Reshe thing was brought in, I was so confused about that too. I feel like that was the coolest part of the magic system. Just this like magical thing that can be contained in someone's body but like gets to magic on a deeper level I thought that was kind of cool and I liked how it was some part of it was still left over in Max and he could become the big snake man I I think that Ray Shea was like my least favorite oh my gosh because I didn't love how like I understand there's not a lot of ways to like write a conversation within your own head but I didn't love it. And also oh. the amount of anxiety that it gave me, that it was just like creeping and lurking and could like snatch you at any minute. The conversations they were having with each other in their head was definitely confusing. I guess we should give some context for it. If you haven't read this book and you don't plan on reading it, don't care about spoilers and you just want to know what we're talking about. Tessanya like escapes her slavers. She... Has, like, all these whips up and down her back. She accidentally kills her slaver guy with her brain, with her powers. Travels across the ocean. Gets to the Orders. And the Orders are, like, the military of this magical nation. And they're, like, hey, you can't be in the Orders unless you are an apprentice. And no one wants to take her because I guess they're all full. So they give her to this guy who has hella trauma. And he's just living in his cottage, living his best life. He's got a great garden. He drinks all the time. He is cottage core. And then she just sunshines her way into his grumpy little business and like wins over his heart. And then she like proves herself to the orders and they're like, perfect. We're going to put this evil magic inside of you, but they don't tell (laughs) you it's evil. (laughs) They're just like, hey, uh, we need you to do this. Like we will take care of your people back home as long as you take on this magical power thing and help us win this war. No context, no side effects, signs and symptoms, no disclaimer. So she's like, hell yeah. And Max is like, oh no, they did that to me. And it made me murder my whole family. So she takes it in and it's called Rache, And it's basically like this super deep magic that gives you all these big powers. But it's basically sounds like a jealous ex-girlfriend living inside of your head that can take over your body at any moment. And it used to live inside Max and it loved Max. It still loves Max. It loved Max so much that it refused any other host after Max until Tisana. It's crazy how they talk back and forth is crazy because it's so, like, nosy and mean and psychotic. And it's like, oh, I could tell that you, like, felt some kind of way about Max. But, like, I get it now. It's a sex thing. And it says it, like, out of her mouth, like, with Max right there. yeah. Well, it, it can talk for her. So I personally, like... It gave me, it was just like too much. It gave me a lot of anxiety because I was thinking, I was like, could you imagine like living in that body? I would be on edge all the time. I'd just be crying constantly. Oh, yeah, it was icky. I'm going to assume that they're going to take it out of her eventually, but I don't think well, it has to. They didn't yet, but mm. they will eventually. They have to. But like the last couple of sentences of the book are about like some political war. And I'm like, what does Reisha have to do with all this mess? Yeah, it said, oh, yeah, the war is going to happen. I'm like, wait, huh? There's a war? Because Zareth killed the queen. And I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's a whole nother side plot. There's this like evil commandant, which is like the leader of the military. And then there's this queen who's just this little like 12 year old girl who watched her dad die. And she's like a tyrannical bitch. low-key, like king. slaughtering people left and right. She does not care. And Zareth is just like, hey, I'm going to kill her. Whenever you come here, she's going to be dead. That's like the last sentence. I'm like, what does that have to do with this traumatic magic brain stealing thing? I guess you'll have to find out in the sequel, which I'm not sure if I want to read. Maybe the self publishing will get better. Maybe. My last comment on our buddy read Sydney, your last comment is, What in the cliffhanger? And mine is, (laughs) Mine is just, That was stupid. We talked about it, stars. What about Steam? What did you think about their relationship and Steam? Well, their relationship I barely got to see it evolve. So like whatever. But Steam, I don't know. I'd give it like three quarters of a pepper. Yeah. I I'd give it like one maybe. quarters to one maybe yeah yeah maybe i'm sure it will get steamier in the books to come as their relationship grows more can we talk about how she signed a blood pack without knowing it right for right. up I to should, five yeah. years max but yep. whenever max had it in him he could only have it for he had it for six months before it drove him to kill his entire family um it's too chaotic i don't know if you have any memorable quotes from this book I will say there was one moment where he, where Max said, if this was her lips, her body, her kiss, her touch, and all I could think of was my heart, my hips, my butt, my <laughs> love, trying to find a part of me that you didn't touch. Yes, Taylor. That's all I could think of. That's it. I love it. Also, let's not forget the moment that really tried to be a moment, and it just made me want to throw up. Breathtakingly functional okay I highlighted it so that is the strangest thing to say unless you're in my profession I'm an occupational therapist so everything is about functionality like yes. it doesn't matter how you do it as long as it's functional that's fair I'm like man, are you an <laughs> occupational therapist <laughs> I was just like what why would you say that <laughs> I just it felt like it was trying to like really be a moment and be like a funny little thing that kept repeating and I was like no this is stupid don't don't bring it back stop doing that I only like it for my personal reasons it was not good for the story no not even a little bit I had a few quotes that I thought were decent so one where she starts to like see Max in a different light when the hummingbird lady showed up at his house oh talk about lazy character introduction oh my god but whenever that happened, it like describes him like leaning against the door frame and his hair's all stuck up because he was asleep and he's in his crumpled PJs and they're like low on his hips because we all know that's sexy. And obviously he's hot. Duh. And she says, he looked different than I would have expected. Considering that this man's hobbies appeared to be drinking and enthusiastically doing nothing. I forgot about that. That's that funny. <laughs> I was like, to that. Love that. So that was one that I really liked just for, like, their budding romance. And then I have two more that were good. So one's romantic. And it's whenever, after they, like, finally admit that they love each other, this might be their mountaintop moment. And they're talking because... Max is like, hey, I know that Ray Shea is scary and this is hard. She's like, yeah, this is all terrible. I think I might kill you. Like, you need to go away. He's like, I would never leave you alone. All that crap. And they're talking about like, hey, if I die, you have to continue the mission. And he's like, yeah, if I die, oh, yeah. then you have to continue the mission. And then she says, it's easy to die for someone, but it is so much more valuable to live. I do not give you permission to fail if I fail. That, that should have been... Something I that like Alan said to Rowan. That sounds oh, like what she should have talking. said. Like that sounds like what her vows would have been on the boat before she goes and like gives herself up. Spoilers my... for Empire of Storms too, apparently. <laughs> Spoilers for everything. <laughs> no book is safe. Um, and my very last good quote that I liked was Max just like toughening himself up like this, feat, but like the mental illness coming out. <laughs> And he said, I'd spent years so smugly certain that I was somehow morally superior for opting out of a world that was cruel and imperfect and complicated. And he goes on to be like, That is not, that is not superior. That is me just being lazy and leaving the world be like junk. And I was like, Good for you, Max, for having that moment. And also the world does suck, but you're not superior. Well, I liked the part where she said, like handfuls of skinned grapes. Ugh, did you? Did you like that was my favorite quote. No, I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever read. Also, the fart. The fart one was a uh, nice, cringy, unappreciated character. I liked Sumerian. He was cool. Did you catch the fact that, like, Sumerian and him became friends because Samarian was assigned to him to, like, control his body? Kind oh, of yes. All right. I have one more thought of New Worlds question before we transition. You ready? Let's hear it. Because I know you hate this book. <laughs> Can you give me your favorite character and your least favorite character and why? Favorite character, Moth. I don't know what that kid was doing, but keep doing it, bud. He was a train wreck. Picture Neville Longbottom. That's actually that's pretty good. Least favorite Zareth. He's oh terrible. Good. Least favorite Zareth. So sketchy. You talk about how you're friends with Tisana. Uh, this man is in power in the order. He's He's got so much power. And he would visit Tisana's master, the man who owned her. And he always said he would get Tisana or he would help her. And he taught her his language and everything, told her about the orders, said she could join them one day, never did anything to get her out. Total trash man. And then when they really needed him at the end, he said, mm, peace out, bye. He was like, I know this can be a bloodbath. I don't want to be here just in case. Loser. My favorite was Samarin or Samarin. He was a cool guy. He was very lighthearted. I liked that he was a good friend, but also not, like, fall himself into Max's grumpiness. And he, like, gave to Sonya, like, the emotional support that she needed when Max was being a piece of shit. And then my least favorite was Nira. Like, oh, hot dear. and cold. So weird and achy. She had been Max's, like, BFF growing up. And then whenever Ray Shea was, like, in him at this battle, he was like, no, I don't want to use it. I don't like how it feels whenever she takes over. And she, like, went into his brain and made him destroy the city. Icky. And then just tries to act like everything's all cool after. That's a no for me. I want to know what happens next, but the writing hopefully will get better. One more thing about Daughter of No Worlds. Okay. I'm not kidding. One of the things that made it hard for me to physically read this book was the font. I thought that font was going to drive me insane. Pick a less seraphy Seraph font. That font had so much flair, it was killing me. And when it was in italics, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I listened to it the majority of the time. But when the I was physically reading it, couldn't do it. The italics was really aggressive because like, everything that Rayshay says because it's in their brain is in italics. Do you have higher hopes for our next buddy read? I do. I will go ahead and introduce it. Um, I picked our buddy read this time. I think this is actually kind of a short book, 272 pages. Our next buddy read is Outlawed by Anna North. It is historical fiction. Um, Apparently has some, I say apparently because I'm just looking at the tags on Storygraph. I have no actual proof other than that. But it is supposedly really feminist and has some... Um. LGBTQ plus elements to it as well. So I'm really excited for it. I do have high hopes for it. This has actually been on my TBR for a couple years now because it was a Reese's Book Club pick and I was obsessed with Reese's Book Club for a while. Okay. And that's really interesting that has feminist points of view and LGBTQIA stuff with, I know you told me before that it's about cowboys. So let's read the description. (laughs) Storygraph says, this is um, from Storygraph. The Crucible meets True Grit in this riveting adventure story of a fugitive girl, a mysterious gang of robbers, and their dangerous mission to transform the Wild West. The day of her wedding, 17-year-old Ada's life looks good. She loves her husband, and she loves working as an apprentice to her mother, a respected midwife. But after a year of marriage and no pregnancy, in a town where barren women are routinely hanged as witches... Her survival depends on leaving behind everything she knows. She joins up with the notorious Hole in the Wall gang, a band of outlaws led by a preacher turned robber known to all as The Kid. Charismatic, grandiose, and mercurial, The Kid is determined to create a safe haven for outcast women. But to make this dream a reality, the gang hatches a treacherous plan that may get them all killed. And Ada must decide whether she's willing to risk her life for the possibility of a new kind of future from them all. That sounds super interesting. I like it. I'm excited. I think it'll be cool. Um, I really have been wanting to read this for a while, and it's super adventurous, a little bit emotional, can be kind of tense and hopeful at times, and it has a medium pace. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. If super you want excited. to request a buddy read it with us, we are Sydney W underscore 33 and p 431 31. On Storycraft. All right. Our last segment for this one. You're doing badly explained books. So we're going to read these terrible explanations. We're going to try to figure out what the other person's book is. All right. I'll go first. A high schooler goes to prom with an old man. Twilight. It's (laughs) Twilight. The ick. Okay. My first one is... Lonely rich dude stalks careless rich girl who likes his shirts. Then he dies. Lonely rich dude. stalks. Is that the great Gatsby? It is. <laughs> Deformed man takes 17 years to kill one kid. Oh no, what is this? Hold on. Deformed man. Oh my gosh, is it Harry Potter? Oh my gosh. Let me find my next one. Oh, my gosh. A man wastes his life because he can't accept that he's bad at fishing. It's a classic. Is it Moby Dick? It is Moby Dick. Dang. That's a good one. All right. Thank you. And here's my next one. Wife shames husband for not being cool enough to murder the king. The murder the king. It's not Macbeth, is it? (laughs) Macbeth. I love it. A man kills his best friend after he promises to buy him a rabbit. I have no clue. Of Mice and Men. Oh, I've never read it. Dang it. Okay. Really? Yeah. That's like required reading. We did that wasn't one of mine. We did read East of Eden though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know I should read Of Mice and Men. It's one of my favorite books, actually. Really? Okay. Then Mm -hmm. I'll have to read it. This is a good one. Futuristic zoo owners learn the value of a good electrician. Is it the other book that we thought about doing a buddy read on? Oh, yes, it is. I forgot. We just just talked about this book. Oh, my God. What about a young man decides to burn in hell rather than return to school? What? Burn in hell? Oh, my God. No, I don't know. It is, in fact, Huckleberry Finn. Oh my gosh. A teenage girl beats her government system by dating her rival. Um, teenage girl Hmm. by dating her rival. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, is it the Hunger Games? Yes! The Starving Games. (laughs) The Starving Games. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is a trick question. They're all trick questions, but this one really is. A grifter catfishes a whole town to win back his ex. I think I'm a moron, honestly. I think I'm an idiot. I don't know. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. You've already said it. I've already said it? Like, it is a book that we have already talked about. In this game? Yes. It's a guy catfishes a town to... to... I don't know. It is also The Great Gatsby. Oh... <laughs> I would have called him a grifter. A 12 year old misfit realizes he is not colorblind and steals a baby <gasps> to escape the dangers of communism. I'm dead. <laughs> the givers. Yes. He's giver. not colorblind. He's not colorblind. He was oh just drugged. I have one more. Ready? Ready. Unsupervised children cope with severe PTSD lord of the flies oh yeah was that traumatic for you to read in school too i I haven't even read it (gasps) (gasps) i guess i read that the same year as of mice and men oh my gosh what did you read in your freshman year english class Ooh, freshman year english class we read romeo and juliet and then we watched the movie where the guy looks exactly like zach efron and you see his whole ass in school um to kill a mockingbird I think we read Night by, oh, I don't remember his name, but the- By Stoltz. Yes, yeah, 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 we read that, and I don't remember what else. We read, like, some rough books, like, we read The Glass Castle. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Freshman Um, year. Wow. I didn't read Steinbeck until senior year? No. Oh, my God. I think I might have actually read that in college. I don't think I read any John Steinbeck in high school. My freshman year, we did Romeo and Juliet, because you have to, Uh, of Mice and Men, John Steinbeck, The Glass Castle, which is so terrible and scary and rough, as a memoir from Jeanette Walls, A Tale of Two Cities was our summer reading. I would love to reread it now, but at the time, like, I was barely grasping the language. Sophomore year, we read Oedipus Rex. Oh, we read The Odyssey. Oh, I think we read that too. And The Odyssey is terrible. I love epic poems. I love the Odyssey. Oh, I've got one more, I think. Okay. Oh, this, I think, is the best one. This one's so funny. A group of men overcome racial differences to take on the world's most powerful jeweler. Most powerful jeweler? (laughs) Yeah. Racial differences. I don't know. What is it? Think of a person, a fictional character who made a ring... A bunch of rainy smoothies. <gasps> Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yeah. But I had no interest yeah. in reading. Ooh, that's where you're wrong. Ugh, it's just like the language. Old. Beautiful. Okay. That's why you like the Odyssey and I did not. However, in lieu of reading Lord of the Rings, I will simply listen to the entire Led Zeppelin discography where they write songs about Lord of the Rings. Now, Peyton, will you grace us with one of your beautiful outros? Thank you for tuning in and listening to Let's Get Booked Up episode two. Join us next time while we talk about books we love, books we hate, books we're reading, books, books, books. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Booked Up Pod and TikTok also at Let's Get Booked Up Pod. And follow us on Storygraph to read along with us as we read Outlawed by Anna North. I am P431 on Storygraph and Sydney is SydneyW33. Hi, y'all. Uh, let's get put up. This podcast is brought to you by Self Published Books.